Good morning, Good morning everybody. everybody. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's always There's something. something. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now there was a sound glitch today. <laughs> but here we are. So good morning, everybody. Let me just uh, greet everyone. Hello, Janine. You are ready to hear every morning. Uh, it's like a, when I pull the trigger, Janine is there. Okay. So welcome, everyone. So I want to continue today. Uh, I want to speak a little bit about wait i'm put i'm at the wrong video on facebook hello peter hello janine and hello ishmael okay monday uh, is uh nico will be back <laughs> but then all the glitches is sorted out <laughs> so okay i'm going to go to romans chapter 6 and um i believe uh, there's so much life in the Word that we can receive it. Okay, and uh, man, I've got something so awesome that I want to share on Sunday, but I'm not going to touch on it now. Okay, so Romans chapter 6. I want to speak a little bit about life coming to us through the baptism. Yesterday I spoke about the communion and the day before the bread of life. So uh, Jesus Christ is, uh, is our life. We feed on him as if we feed on a meal and we feed on his word and that brings us life and that word is the message of him giving himself up for us giving us the bread of life which is his broken body and his blood poured out and he took bread and he broke it and he said take it this is my body and take and drink all of you all of this this is the new testament in my blood for the forgiveness of sins so uh, he has given these things to us for us to receive the sacrifice. Now, uh, the same message is also brought to us through baptism. So, yesterday I spoke about the importance of believing that the, the bread is the body of Christ. And the blood, the, the uh, juice or the wine, whatever you use, is the blood of Jesus by faith. Now today, baptism. Jesus said in, in Mark chapter 16, those who believe and are baptized will be saved. So if he said that, let's just accept it and do it. Instead of reasoning about it, why it wouldn't be necessary. So I believe baptism is essential. I believe it's a fundamental doctrine. It's something that, that cannot be moved out of Christianity or reasoned away. Uh, we need to just be obedient and do it, even if we don't understand it immediately. All right. So, uh, what shall we say to all this? To all what? All the grace revealed in Romans chapter 5. All the grace is where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So, I just want to read the last verse of Romans 5. Uh, just as sin has reigned in death, so grace might reign through righteousness which issues in eternal life through Jesus Christ. Receiving righteousness, Romans 5, 17 free gift of righteousness, the abundance of grace, brings life. It says we will reign as kings in life. All right, so now, what shall we say to all this? 
Are we to remain in sin in order that God's grace may multiply and overflow? And people say the same thing today. Oh, you're preaching a license to sin. Shall we remain in sin that the grace might multiply? Because Romans 5 says we're sin abounded, grace abounded more. No, we shall not. The grace is there to get us out of it. The grace is there to, to minister righteousness to us. And righteousness, God's righteousness, means him living in us, living through us. And he does not uh, allow us to remain in sin. He loves you as you are, but he doesn't leave you as you are. So he comes to dwell in you so that he can live in you through you. It's not about what you can produce. God expects the worst of, the worst of you. If you think you can live better for Jesus, all God expects of you is everything that is rotten in humanity. That's, the, that's, all God, that's what God knows is inside of us. All right? He knows that we are dust, says Psalm 103. Uh, Jesus said, can't remember the scripture now, but he says, uh, for he knew what was in man. <laughs> he, God, God knows us. He knows how rotten humanity is to the core. So he can expect nothing good of us. So that's why he had to minister grace to us and by mercy bring salvation to us, giving himself up for us so that by faith we could receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the only holy thing about us. But the Holy Spirit makes us completely holy, blameless, spotless before God. We are washed in his blood. We are renewed. We are holy. We are justified before him through the sacrifice of the offering brought once for all, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. So we are now holy, and his Holy Spirit dwells within us. All right, so now Jesus died, and he was raised from the dead. So let me share this now. Hit pause, let me share this now. Romans chapter 4 says, 25, who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and was raised to secure our justification, our acquittal, making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt. Okay, so he was put to death for our misdeeds and raised to secure our justification. But we know that by the blood of Jesus, we are justified. So how does this work? The price was fully paid on the cross, not in the resurrection. But without the resurrection, the cross is made void. So the two speak together. So if there's no resurrection, the cross is made void. Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that we are most pitiable among all the people. We are lost and trans prove ourselves transgressors of the law. But... Now that Christ has been raised from the dead, resurrection life has been revealed. Okay, so baptism is all about resurrection life. Baptism speaks about resurrection life. And resurrection life is the revelation that in Christ I died, but I was raised with him so that his life might live inside of me. All right, what shall we say? Are we to remain in sin? So sin equals death. In order that God's grace may multiply and overflow? Certainly not. How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
baptized into Christ Jesus, baptized into his death. So that's why it's so important to be baptized. So Jesus said, get baptized, get baptized. Whatever he said is true. So if he said his body, the bread is his body, believe it. It is his body. If he said the cup is his blood, believe it. It is his blood. Now he says, get baptized. Paul says, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we are baptized into his death, which means through baptism, I die. Through baptism, I am counted as having died so that I could be counted as having been raised from the dead. We are buried therefore with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might live and behave in newness of life, habitually live and behave. So it means that same resurrection life is now revealed in us. So we die and we are born again, raised to a new life in union, unbroken fellowship with him. Now, 1 John 1 says the same thing about the blood. He says, if we dwell in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us and keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Okay, If we dwell in the light, he says, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Christ cleanses us and keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms. So true unbroken fellowship through the blood of Jesus. Jesus dying on the cross. But now, us being baptized into his death, that's the cross, and resurrection, that's being raised to, to the life. So we partake of all of what happened, the whole gospel, by baptism and communion. It is faith actions of partaking of what he did. He said do it, so we need to do it. You don't see everything that happens in the Spirit when you do something that Jesus says. If he says do it, there will be a reason for it. So we partake of the communion, so that means we appropriate the sacrifice. We eat it, and we, we drink it, okay? So then also we are baptized. The baptism means I die I'm baptized into Christ Jesus, baptized into his death. And then I'm raised with Christ Jesus. I'm raised in his resurrection. Which means that you have resurrection life right now in you. And if the same spirit, Romans 8 verse 11, that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you, he will also quicken and restore to life your mortal body. So your mortal body will be quickened to an immortal body if the resurrection spirit dwells in your body that raised Christ from the dead. Uh, like Philippians also says, just keep your finger if you have your Bible there in Romans 6 and just quickly go to Philippians chapter 3, something that I've been reading a lot also lately. He says, 
we are citizens of the state which is in heaven. And from it also we earnestly, patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So from it, from the secret place, from the heaven. So we are citizens in heaven. Our conversation is in heaven, King James. So with fellowship, with the spirit in the secret place, even while being in the body on earth, we wait from that position for the coming. Okay, now he says, verse 21, who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty and exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself. Which means Jesus, having been raised from the dead, us being baptized into him, is exerting his resurrection life power in our bodies, being alive now. We do not have to go through physical death. We went through baptism. Okay. The Israelites were baptized into Moses. They could not return to Egypt. First uh, Corinthians, I think 10. Yes, First Corinthians 10 says, When the Israelites went through the Red Sea, wall of water this side, this side, cloud on top of them, they were baptized into Moses. So when they went to the, came on the other side of the Red Sea, the river, oh, the river, the Red Sea closed up, and they passed their everything that enslaved them, the Egyptians, were buried in the waters of baptism in the Red Sea. Red, I believe, also referring to the blood. So they, the past, the slavery itself. He led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes, Ephesians 4. So he, slavery itself was left in the grave of water baptism in the Red Sea. And they were baptized into Moses. How, and they could not ever return again to Egypt. How much more? How much more? How much more? Can we not return to a life of slavery in sin if we understand that we have been baptized into Christ Jesus, who is the fulfillment of everything that Moses wrote about? How much more will we partake of the life that, is, that has raised Christ from the dead? How much more will we live and behave in newness of life, in true unbroken fellowship with him? And how much more will we experience the body of our humiliation being changed so that, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, our body is not buried or sown in humiliation and raised in honor, but that our body can just be changed. A body of humiliation changed to the body of his glory by the power. Praise God for the resurrection of the dead, those who died in Christ. Praise God for it. But I believe there's something greater to be revealed in the body of Christ. That the, the life of Christ will be so revealed and manifested in us that we will be changed without having to die. Knowing that, we've been, that we have died in the resurrection. The church has been so focused on sin and trying to not to sin that we've missed the life. We've been so distracted by trying to stop sinning that we have not realized that we have died to sin in baptism. Let's just adjust our attention a little bit away from trying not to sin. And let's just put our attention on what happened on the cross 
The sin was destroyed in the body of Jesus, Romans 8, verse 2 and 3. Deprived of its power, overcame it, deprived of its power. He, he, he destroyed it in his body. Okay? And then that which enslaved us was buried in the tomb. But the risen Christ is the Lord of glory. Uh, he has already dealt with sin. He was already, he, the sin was left in the grave. He stood up without blood. He stood up being made alive by the glory of God. Okay, I touched on something now. So let me just explain something. I'm, I'm sure we will read Romans 6 in a, in a while. Um, Though your sins be red as scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Okay? So, your blood in the old, I can't go into all the detail now, but it says, their life is in their blood. Okay? So, later God said, their life will no longer be in their blood, but their life will be in the spirit. All right. So Jesus' life, he had the natural life, red blood. But he had the manifestation of the Spirit. Remember when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, Matthew chapter 3. Uh, John the Baptist said, uh, it's I that should be baptized by you. Jesus said, permitted to be so, so that all righteousness may be fulfilled. And he baptized him. And then the Holy Spirit came in the form of a lighting and a dove. And came down upon him and abided. And the voice spoke, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So that's Jesus being placed as a son, manifested as a son. That's where we are all going. That's where we are all headed, to be conformed to the image of the son. That's it right there. Okay? To the placing of the son. I used to, in past, refer to that as Jesus uh, not many times, but I did refer to this as Jesus having a rebirth experience from natural life to supernatural life. Jesus was already reborn, reborn, because he was the born king and he was born son of God. So, but that was his placing as a son. Okay, so, revealed as a son, the father said, this is my son. All right, after baptism. So, baptism brought the light life. Your sins, although they were red, they were white as wool. So it's a different life. It's a higher life than the natural life which is in the blood. If you get tired, it's your blood. If you are an athlete and you run and you're not fit, it's because your blood doesn't have enough red blood cells. And you can't carry enough oxygen in your blood. If people get really tired, what do they do? They take medicine or they take tablets or whatever. They, they take bioplast to get the energy. What does it do? It touches the blood. That your sin be read as... So it's natural life. But now imagine being clothed with glory. Imagine being touched with that same power that raised Christ from the, from the dead. Christ is alive right now without a single drop of blood in his body. That's what I want to get to. Just understand this. His life is not in the blood. His life is in the spirit. His life is in the glory. And that's the revelation of baptism. We, we give up the natural blood life and we receive the supernatural resurrection spirit life. This, it's a different kind of life. So we receive it in spirit the moment we get born again. 
But do you know that if that spirit dwells in you, it will touch your mortal body. And your life will no longer be in the blood, but your life will be in the spirit. The spirit so manifesting in you that it's keeping you alive. That means no sickness can touch you. That means no sin can come close to you. That means the full manifestation of Psalm 91 in your life. Everything in the glory of God being your reality here. All right. So the glory light life needs to manifest in our bodies. Jesus sacrificed his blood on the cross. And in spirit he took it to the mercy seat and he offered it there for us. And he cleansed the heavenly tabernacle with his own blood so he has no blood in his body he was raised body he said he he he, after he was resurrected he ate fish with them on the coast and he said "Uh, it's not a spirit it's a body touch me well he he said touch me in the upper room but he said it's a body to prove to you that it's a body give me fish and i will eat it spirit doesn't eat fish so he ate with them okay So no blood in his body, only the resurrection life spirit of God in his body. Okay? No limitations. He would disappear and he would appear. He appeared. He walked with the two on their way to Emmaus. When they recognized him, disappeared. Then they went back to Jerusalem. When they got to tell the others, there he appeared again. So imagine now Philip. He went to that guy on the chariot. Reading Isaiah 53, the, the eunuch from Ethiopia. Uh, and he, he said, do you know who you're reading about? And he's speaking to him about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they rode along and they said, hey, there's water. What hinders me to be baptized? He says, nothing hinders me to be baptized. So he baptized him. And after he came up out of the water, what happened? Uh, Philip was taken by the Spirit. And he was found in Azotus. Just think about that. How could Philip go from that place to Azotus, which is far? He was just found there. How did that happen? The glory life removed the limitations, and he could go into the spirit, out of the spirit, into the spirit, out of the spirit. Anyway, it's the glory, spirit, supernatural, resurrection life having an effect on matter. Do you know that? God has the power to change matter. God has the power to, to uh, is above the rules of the natural realm, the laws of the natural stuff, gravity and matter. So your body matter becomes supernatural matter. Okay, we're distracted. Let's get back to Romans chapter 6. All right, so he says, Romans chapter 6, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. So that's where you died. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in the newness of life. I died. In a bathtub in Fenter Street in Potschafstroom when Tani Bia baptized me with witnesses. <laughs> On the corner of Fenter Street and Tom Street in Potschafstroom, 6th of March 2000. That's where I died. So we need to understand what happened when we were baptized. He says, we were baptized therefore with him by the baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power 
of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. The same life. For if we have become one with him by sharing a death like his. How did we share his death? Baptism. We shall also be one with him in sharing his resurrection by a new life lived for God. Not one day resurrection. True unbroken fellowship. Verse 6. We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him. In order that our body which is the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil, that we might no longer be slaves of sin. Remember the Egyptians. Okay. We know. So do you know? Do you know? We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross. How do you know that? Well, we know it by faith. Like in Hebrews, by faith we know that God created the worlds. By his word. Okay, so now, we know this also by faith. He says, we, Hebrews, what did I say? Hebrews 11, if you want to check it out. Okay. We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him. Man, all that stuff that you're trying to change about yourself. All those cycles that you can't break. All those stuff that you're trying to change and change and change, but you can't change it. And the more you try, the worse it becomes. Hey, do you know that you, your old unrenewed self, the whole of it, was nailed to that cross with him in order that your body, which is the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil, switched off. No more fighting sin, but rather enjoying resurrection life. The price is paid, the work is completed, the war is over. All you need to know is that you died and that you need to know that you were nailed with him on that cross. Co-crucified, co-buried, co-raised, co-heir, co-seated with Christ in heavenly places. Man, that's really powerful. No longer slaves of sin. Oh, man, just think of that. Use your imagination. See how these shackles fall off of your feet and all of, off of your hands. And you just emerge a new person and people say, what happened to you? Yeah, we've never seen you like this. Why? Because you know what happened to you. It happened 20 years ago. But man, now, you have, you, through your imagination, man, I want to speak about that now. But through your imagination, you just see how the shackles fall off. You see, you see yourself hanging on that cross. You see yourself taken down from the cross, put into the tomb. You see yourself being raised from the dead on the, on the third day. Come on, man. Just, just imagine it and meditate it and see yourself on the body of Christ. Verse 7. For when a man dies, he is freed, <laughs> loosed, delivered from the power of sin among men. So we, we need to get baptized. That's where you die. You die to sin. You die to sickness. You die to death. Verse 8. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Not also one day in heaven. One day in heaven means you died. Two day in heaven means you're alive. Not one day in heaven. Then you're waiting to be resurrected to come back here again. Okay. 
If we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Because we know that Christ being once raised from the dead will never die again. Oh my goodness. All these verses saying, so that we too, so that we too, so that we too. Okay, so we too might live and behave in newness of life. Okay, Christ being once raised from the dead will never die again. So this resurrection life is eternal. Death never comes after that life. Death no longer has power over him, says the Amplified. Verse 10. For by the death he died, he died to sin, ending his relation to it once for all. So by you being united to him, your relation to sin is over. Okay, so what you need is not to try and to break your, your sin. What you need is relationship with Jesus. Because he says, by the death he died, he died to sin, ending his relation to sin once for all. So if we are one with him, we have ended our relationship with sin. That's what Romans chapter 7 says. He said, uh, a woman is bound by marriage law to her husband as long as he's alive. But if he died, she's free. So, too, you have, in Christ, died to the law and uh, ending your relation to it once, once for all. So that you can belong to another, to him who was raised again for our sakes. You can read Romans chapter 7, verse 4, 5, and 6. All right. So he says, we have ended all intercourse with the law. So stop studying your sin. Stop meditating on it. But rather pursue relationship with Jesus in him. You have already been set free from sin. For by the death he died, he died to sin, ending his relation to it once for all. And the life that he lives, he is living to God in unbroken fellowship with him. You see there? Unbroken fellowship. The fellowship is never broken. He says, by the death he died, he died to sin. And the life that he lives, he lives in unbroken fellowship, living to God. So the Father and Jesus, the fellowship is never broken. Now, here comes the powerful verse. Even so, consider yourselves also. Dead to sin. Your relation to it broken. So you can imagine how those chains are broken. How you are free from sin. Because it is already true in spirit. If we believe it, knowing what happened at our baptism. What will happen is the power of that will manifest even years later. So even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin, your relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal bodies, to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to his lusts and evil passions. Okay, let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal bodies. Man, you got the power. You got the authority over sin. Sin does not have authority and power over you. Let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal bodies. To make you yield to its cravings and subject to its lusts, lusts and evil passions. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members uh, to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God through 
uh, as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. Romans 12, 2. It says, uh, in view of the mercies of God, we beg of you to, uh, to bring your bodies as a, as a living sacrifice to God, which is your rational service and worship, spiritual worship. And then it says, do not be conformed to this world, speaking of the religious system of the day, but rather be conformed, transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. So you offer your body, that's part of the mind renewal. You offer your body, you yield your body as a living sacrifice. You yield your body as an instrument or implement of righteousness. Now verse 14. Sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you. Sin does not have authority or dominion over you. Uh, since now you are not under law as slaves. So law gives the sin the power. But you are not under the law. Stop looking at it. But under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. What then? So here he now asks the same question as he did in verse 1. What then shall we conclude? Shall we sin because we live not under law but under grace? Certainly not. All right. So I believe we can live in life now where sin does not touch us. I believe we can live a life now in the secret place of the Most High where we are so uh, set apart, sanctified, where, where we are not even tempted anymore. Yesterday we spoke about, yesterday or the day before, yesterday, we spoke about First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, the temptation being broken through the t- partaking of the communion. If you're tempted, he says, there's a way out, a cup of blessing, the, the bread which we break. That's the way out. All right. Through baptism, we die to sin. Now imagine we combine all of this together and we, we just live in that place. Man, your body is made ineffective or inactive for evil, but should something happen, the community is there to, to give us an exit to it. All right. Let me just tell you, there is a place in Christ. I, wanna, I just want to comfort you in this. You, all your sins are forgiven, but there's a place where it cannot touch you. All your sicknesses are healed, but there's a place where you don't experience the sickness anymore. I just spoke this morning to someone, you're surrounded by COVID, and he didn't get sick at all. He tested negative, tested negative, no symptoms, nothing, but everyone in the house is really sick with COVID. May that be your reality. May that, may sickness not come near you. May that be Psalm 91, okay? Uh, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. May you so be filled with that life that it does not touch you. I take that word today, man. We have died to sin. That means we have died to death. We have died to sickness. And we've been raised to a new life with Christ. If we understand this, man. Jesus cannot get sick. Therefore, I cannot get sick. Jesus cannot sin. Therefore, I cannot sin. Jesus is holy. Therefore, I am holy. Right, because I am one with him. He is dead and I am the body. Okay. I wanted to go on and say all kinds of other stuff on baptism. There's so much to say. But just know this through baptism, you die to you. Adam is put in the grave, and it's no longer Adam living through you. That disgusting nature has been destroyed and 
put in the grave of baptism. Now it's Christ. I've been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. And yet I live, but it's not I. Christ lives within me. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Therefore, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Because if justification comes through obedience to the law, then Jesus died in vain. Amen. All right. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, let me just greet a couple of people here. Uh, let me just see. Yeah, I get Peter gegroet. Hello, Peter. Lekker om je te sien. Hello, Janine. It's great to see you every every morning. Ismail, awesome. Good to see you. Hello, Martinette. Bless you, Ladan Poch. Hello, Ma, Pa, Rita, and Pa Vesie, and uh, Dini. It's good to see you there. Uh, I'm not sure if you're in George or in Danabay, but bless you. And uh, who else is there? Uh, this Janine again. Can everyone else? That's that's going to watch a bit later. Bless you guys. And here on, on YouTube, there's Trish again from Northern Ireland. Bless you, Trish. And Aaron Michaels has got a lot to say. Bless you guys. <laughs> I'll read the comments a bit later. So bless all of you. May you just have an amazing weekend filled with the glory, power, the life of Christ just touching your body. May you be so separated from sin that it doesn't touch you even through temptation. May you not fight anything but live in the rest of the Most High God. All right, so uh, we'll see you again on Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning, 9.30 for our live service, but it's, there's no one going to be here. It's just going to be an online thing so that we can still bring to you the word because uh, we can't have any gatherings. All right, so be blessed, everyone. Have an awesome day and an awesome weekend. Amen. Thank you.